right, good day to you, listener. We are back with another international episode of the pod. I'm joined today by Natilic Services Director Lucy Jones. How are you, Lucy? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Rob. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah, good to see you. And joining us for his second appearance is Rob Ackister, Sales Director at Natilic. How's it going, Rob? Very well, fella. Thank you. Good to see you again. It's about time. Yeah, good to see you, man. Good to have you back. Um, so today, listener, we're going to be talking a little bit about Natilix Managed Services and how we deliver that on an international scale. Um, but first, let's get to know our guests a little bit more. So I'll, I'll come back to you, Lucy. Um, tell us a little bit more about you and um, your background, if that's okay. Yeah, no problem, Rob. So, um, yeah, so I've been with Natilix for, oh, I think just over eight years now. So joined back in 2013. Um, my history has always been um, in managed services. So joined as a service delivery manager, went on to um, run the team um, and also our client success team. Um, and then, yeah, had the amazing opportunity to move over to our Sydney office, um, clearly came over for the sun, uh, but also as well as, you know, spending a lot of time focusing on my tan, also spending a lot of time focusing on building out our managed services here in region and really ensuring that global consistency for our clients um, both locally, but also as part of our, our international base. Awesome. Yeah, super jealous about that. It's um, As we're just kind of descending into the dark of winter, it's um, just about to become summer for you guys, right? Or is it already there? It's already coming. It's already... Well, I think technically it's spring, but it's, you know, a nice balmy 24 yeah. at the moment. 24 compared to... <laughs> 10 degrees over here, so um, yeah, really jealous. And, and Rob, you've been in uh, Asia Pack for a few years now as well. Um, just talk a little yeah. bit, I know we've had you on the podcast before, but talk a little bit about yourself and your, your role and background. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, you know, I've been here touching four years now. Obviously, I've been in Natilic for 18 years this year, I believe. So I'm one of the veterans. Um, uh, like Lucy, originally in London. So um, yeah. previously, actually, my background was service delivery. So um, moved into sales about eight, maybe ten years ago now. Uh, and then, obviously, as we were growing, um, we were, you know, there's an opportunity to uh, relocate to Sydney to have a, a sales overlay to our technical teams here and our service desk team here. So um, yeah, I, I moved with the family four years ago and uh, still loving it. So yeah, it's an amazing move and a good move, Lucy. I'm glad you're you're over. That is me. Yeah, that's what you call a company man. Nearly twenty years, ships his whole family across. Not sh I shouldn't say ships your whole family across. That makes it sound like you shuffle them in crates. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Deported. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's commitment. No, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's uh, definitely. <laughs> we'll, call it, we'll call it that. Yeah. A good move. A good move for us all, especially the kids. So. Not, no regrets thus far. I bet. I bet. I'm super jealous of you both. Um, so coming on to the Asia-Pacific part of the business then, um, I think we, we did touch on it on a previous episode of the pod, but I think for anyone that's um, coming to us for the first time here, it's probably a good place to start, Rob. So um, just going to come back to you. Could you give us a little kind of 
high-level overview of why we have um, an international part of the business, but I suppose specifically the Asia-Pacific uh, Asia region and how you guys help our clients and the kind of challenges that you guys address um, as part of our clients' sort of global um, digital transformation um, story. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's, it's quite a, uh, a good background. So I, I reckon about seven, eight years ago, um, you know, when still back in London, we um, clearly, um, you know, had clients coming to us back then saying, look, we need assistance on our international locations. So these are, I'm talking about, you know, UK or London HQ multinationals with presence in Asia Pacific and in North America or the Americas region. Um, that really spurned on the, um, the, the initial opening of the, of the, the businesses, if you like, in Asia-Pac and in North America. It's primarily to support our, our clients in, in their projects and also as part of our Follow the Sun overlay, um, uh, you know, as part of our managed services in our, in our service desk team. And um, after about four years of that, we, um, uh, you know, it became apparent that obviously a sales function uh, would also be beneficial as we grow here rapidly. And that's what the, the time when I relocated from London into uh, into Sydney um, at the time. So, um, you know, started off with one client and over the last three and a half touching four years, we now have just over 34 touching clients. Um, we are working here in the region with. And um, from our perspective, a part of that, not just in sales, is obviously the, the challenges as part of a, a managed service offering that we have. So um, as I said in the, in the, in the beginning, um, part of the initial team here was to have a, uh, a service desk um, to do our follow the sun knock, if you like, our operation centers. And um, yeah, and the, the, the challenges that I've seen over the last couple of years here really is um, I guess starting off is the, really the complexity of the region, uh, and that's complexity around you know coverage, you know boots on the grounds, and technical capabilities from our side. Um, another challenge we, we've seen here in the region um, as part of the success of our managed services business is the um, you know resource limitations um, that we're seeing. It's hard to find resource in the region, especially with multilingual and uh, um, capabilities here or requirements. Um, and then the other one is the, the challenge around technical capability of resources here, um, again, for clients that have multiple locations, specifically here in Asia Pacific, we see that as a huge challenge for our clients, which we obviously assist them with. And then the last two would be the 24 by 7 coverage. It makes sense to have that overlay with our team here. So when the UK are asleep or North America, our, our team here can pick up um, you know, the support. And then the last one is just simplifying the contract management. So the the Cisco contracts world is very complex and, um, you know, and a part of the offering that we do is really simplify that for some fun. I'll have an example of that later on um, just to outline how beneficial that can be for our clients. So um, overall, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's pretty much those cool. the, right. the background and, and also um, the um, challenges we're seeing. So it's a pretty powerful story. Also sounds like you've got a, <laughs> uh, I don't know whether you've got an intruder in your house and that's an alarm or just a, <laughs> some kind of, uh, some kind of alarm to get you, uh, make sure that you're awake for the podcast. But, um, yeah, um, I think what would be useful then, you kind of handed over a little bit there into the, the managed service part of the business. I think, um, Lucy, I'm going to bring you into the conversation as part of that. How, how would you say we approach managed services from an international perspective? And I think, if I'm a client, I suppose the question that I'm asking is kind of where do, where do, where do they see value in us having uh, an international offering as well? 
Yeah, no, absolutely, Rob. I mean, um, I guess, you know, we, rather than reinvent the wheel, I would say we, we, we globally ensure a consistent approach to how we, um, you know, design, I guess, uh, um, our managed services. So, um, you know, at a high level, I'd say we probably, you know, we, well, we definitely approach it in the same way that we would designing a technical solution. Um, you know, no two clients are the same. So it's really about understanding the operational challenges they may be facing and how ultimately we can help them to overcome those challenges and add value to to them and, and their, their business through our managed service offering. So in the same way that a technical solution generally, it's not a one size fits all. Um, the same can be said about, um, you know, a, a managed service. And as such, we offer an array of different services that can be built into uh, you know, unique packages for clients on an individual basis. Um, and, and we follow, a, you know, a structured me- methodology. So in the same way that we would workshop um, technical requirements and, and technical solutions, we do exactly the same as with our managed services in what we call a, a managed service requirements capture. And that's really understanding that the client's business from an operational perspective what they do today, what works, what doesn't, where they feel the most pain, um, and really use that as a, a, you know, as the mechanism to shaping the services that are really going to add the most value to them. Cool. Okay. And and as part of, I guess, a call to action to any clients that are having said challenges or experiencing issues again with the way that they support their infrastructure, that's probably a good call to action. And I think um, we're going to have a uh, link in the description to be able to kind of arrange a managed service um, requirements capture um, in the show description as well. So I'd, I'd point any listeners that are interested in having one of those conversations, um, even if just to find out whether the managed, managed service is for you, um, yeah, to, to definitely um, to, to definitely follow that link. So um, so let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into into that then. Um, in terms of the different flavors, shall we say, that the Natalic Managed Service comes in, um, we've got loads of it's different sort of strings to our bow, loads of expertise, um, whether it be technical or from a services perspective. So could you give us a little bit more of a, an overview of the different services that we can provide to our clients from an operational perspective? Yeah, absolutely, Rob. So, um, yeah, I'd say we, we probably... Um, you know, a, a managed service can be a mix and match, I think, as I alluded to in, you know, in, in the previous answer. But what we do is we, I guess we categorize them at a very high level in, into three kind of buckets and a client can mix and match different services from those different buckets to create their overarching managed service. So, you know, we, we have on one hand, I, I guess the supply services. So this is really sourcing what a client needs, ensuring they have the, um, appropriate vendor support service aligned into Rob's point earlier, taking ownership of the challenge that comes with managing multiple contracts and technologies that could be across various locations, multiple vendors, different uh, contract end dates, different last date of support dates. So these services are really about giving our clients the confidence that they will remain in a fully supported state and have the support mechanism uh, mechanisms in place when they need them. Um, we then move, I guess, more into the partnership type services. So this is where we and our clients jointly work together to maintain and monitor their environments um, on a day-to-day basis. So at the heart of this is really our 
um, seven tech support service. So technical expertise delivered from our network operation centers here in Sydney, in London and New York. And it, it's really about, um, you know, providing our clients with easy access to technical expertise, giving them peace of mind that we're here and we're ready to support them at all times, irrelevant of location, time, and also, you know, really important to give them that global consistency of, um, of, of service. Um, and I'd say this is a big advantage, not only to our clients who have global footprints, um, and require support in different regions, but also for, for local clients in, in each of our regions where they need to ensure business operations are maintained and monitored out of hours and they're not going to come in the next day to, you know, a catastrophic um, business impacting high severity incident. Um, and then in addition to our technical support service, you know, we also have an array of enhanced services that can add additional value. Um, who, to Rob's point, may have resource or technical capability limitations, or indeed even just want to free up their internal teams to focus on on other areas. So services such as backup management, license management, vulnerability management, performing regular health checks, on-site engineering visits. So ultimately, services that assist clients with minimising downtime, improving time to resolution and enabling us to provide a fundamentally a more proactive service. Um, and then finally, you know, we have the, the outsource um, type, type of service. So a client effectively giving us the keys for end-to-end -end management of either their environment, a particular solution. It sometimes involves dedicated on-site Natilic personnel to become almost an extension of their internal team. Um, and also, you know, important to note, we offer outsource services for both on-prem um, environments, but we also onboard clients into our own hosted platform for, for voice contact center and, and firewall solutions. Nice. So it's almost like we've got um, a, a huge kit back there. I'd say personally, my favorite would be the um, the contract management part of it. I think the amount of clients that I've seen come to us almost in tears, the amount of different contracts and end dates and start dates and things that just gets completely out mm. of, um, get completely out of control. So, um, but yeah, there's loads of um, really, really cool stuff there that adds value. And I suppose um, It'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of talk a little bit more about how, um, you know, we've been doing some of these things for, for, for our clients in, in some instances, you know, multiple years and things. So um, what would you say is like a good example maybe of um, how clients sort of continue to see the, the value from a managed services? Because I know, again, some of them, like you say, span five plus years. So um, what do you think? What would you say to that, Lucy? Mm. Yeah, no, it, it's a really good question, right? Um, and, you know, we understand that a client's needs and, and wants may evolve and, and change over time in the same way that their business is, uh, you know, inevitably evolving and, and changing. So um, every, I guess, every Natilic managed service is underpinned by our service delivery and, and success services um, to ensure it delivers continuous service excellence um, and, and that value realization that, that clients look for. So our service and success teams, um, you know, develop a, an exceptional understanding of our clients' business operations, services and technology solution usage as well. And it's really around, about identifying 
service improvements, how services may need to adapt and how we can further support our clients to get the most, not only from the Natilic service, but also the solutions that they've invested so heavily in. Yeah, cool. I think um, the, the best way usually to, to kind of give, uh, uh, I guess, a, a full picture of how these things work is to to go into our story time section where we kind of contextualize it, maybe give uh, a few examples of where we've helped clients with that. So, um, Rob, I've, um, I think we've, we've kept you quiet for a little, a little longer than, than, than usual. So I'm going to bring you in for the first um, client story. Would you mind kind of giving us an example of where we've helped clients um, kind of succeed from a managed service perspective? Yeah, no, certainly. And um, yeah, really good to hear, obviously, um, you know, what, what, what we're doing in the region from Lucy, but from a, a client example. So um, also at this stage, it's, uh, it's, I, I can't name them, uh, not as yet. Um, so that, that'll come soon. But this is a global manufacturing um, company, very uh, big brand out of uh, HQ, out of the UK, um, uh, that have presence here globally, really. We've been working with them for the last eight years. Um, and historically just to, you know, design the network in DC and, uh, over the last, I would say three years, uh, onboarded him as a, a full blown managed, um, client, uh, globally. Um, specifically the complexity in Asia Pacific, um, it's not just really the, um, the, you know, the, the, the network operation center wrap, but it's also, you know, the boots on the ground capabilities that we, um, we are able to give specifically here in the region, which is, as you can imagine, you have complexities of language, uh, time zones, etc. So yeah, a really good, um, simplification as well of the contract of, of Cisco contracts globally. That's a, a job on its own, right? As you quite pointed out, um, you know, from, from my previous role, uh, that was literally a full-time role just to keep our clients, um, Somali contracts uh, call terminated, um, making sure all the kids are covered, especially when they move equipment around in different countries. You know, all of those things um, we look after for these clients. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a good journey so far and a really good feedback for the last couple of three years now, really working with them. Cool. And then we've got maybe a couple of other different examples of services lucy that i think you you're going to talk about now with um i think it's more the kind of outsource dedicated resource side of things yeah um so i guess we'll we'll touch upon a client here in region um which you know we, we have a, a an amazing relationship with them um so again i won't i won't name drop um, but I'm sure it, they will be easily um, identifiable uh, to those that, that know anything, um, you know, ab about Australia and a quick Google. Um, but yes, a very well-known owner of multiple stadiums and entertainment venues here in Australia. So our partnership began with, with them a couple of years ago and really started out as a ticket model support service Um to enable them to reach out to us in times of need um, for issues and advice relating to their, specifically to their uh, Cisco networking and security environment. So since then, I, you know, our relationship has gone from strength to strength. We've really been able to showcase our technical expertise across the board, but particularly from a managed service perspective. Um, so earlier this year, we evolved the managed service we provide. So we, we've, we provide a continuation of the, the original 24-7 tech support, although we've now moved away from the, the ticket model, um, which is which is great. Um, we've aligned a dedicated engineer um, for full-time support of, of that environment. 
Um, and we've also built in some of the, you know, the additional enhanced services I mentioned. So I think it's really a great example of how an engagement with us can start small. It enables us to, imp- uh, you know, um, prove our capability, gain a client's trust, and then evolve to deliver a, a richer and more value-add service for them. Yeah, that's really cool. You always yeah, I mean, so just to interject on that one, that's a, uh, yeah, it's, um, that's, as Lucy said, that's a, that's a really good example of, in essence, just proving our stripes, really. Um, at the time, we were an extension of their team, and it, it grew from that, and a really amazing job from the team to, to move that from a ticket-based or incident-based model uh, into a full-blown manage with on-site resource. That's a, yeah, a really, really good story there, which shoehorns me quite nicely to, I guess, another really good example, this time in North America, uh, but one one of our clients here in Asia-Pac, but for their North American cluster, is um, really onboarding uh, a client's entire uh, you know, 3,500 users in the U.S., um, into the Natilic uh, IP platform. Um, so that's our own, obviously, infrastructure or platform as a service, which we host their, their voice and uh, and everything to do with their collaboration suite. Um, so we migrated it from their own DCs into into ours and with a full managed service wrap around that. So, uh, you know, everything that... Um, you know, that uh, changes that may need uh, to be done in the, at the infrastructure level is all managed by Natilic. So we, we in essence, you know, showcased our technical capability to migrate something that large um, that they had for many, many years in their own data centers into ours. Uh, and then uh, successfully migrated them with, it's the first time I had a, a really big complex voice um, client a project um, with no issues on go live. Um, so it was literally a flick of a switch and then we're back online, handed over to their entire voice team and great client feedbacks across the board, not just on our managed team, but also our, I guess, deployment team that uh, moved them from their own um solutions into our hosted platform. And this is one of the largest, I guess, recruitment companies in the planet worth $2.4 billion annual revenue. So for for, for, for them to entrust Natilic um, to host all of their uh, voice solution for the United States into into us is, is a really testament of, um, of, of what we can do in our capabilities. So uh, yeah, another really, really good example there. And there are others, right? So, um, you know, if any of the listeners are interested, we're, we're quite keen to give other further examples or, you know, explore any options they may they may have. Yeah, I mean, you can't really get much better than that, right? If a client wants to almost blur the lines between partner and um, and client, you know, it's um, bringing the Tillic people in to come and work alongside them. And then another example of mm-hmm. us taking ownership of their infrastructure, it's kind of like a, a real show of trust, which is kind of, um, yeah, kind of emblematic about how we, how we kind of want to help yeah. our clients, right? So that's awesome. Agreed. And what we're after really is long-term partnerships. So, I mean... Uh, which is the, the aim of ultimately what we want to do. So um, yeah, it's all good, and uh, and we're continuing to growing to grow. So uh, you know, watch and learn, and um, I can't wait for the next podcast when we talk about our uh, further growth internationally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're setting a high bar there, man. I think uh, you've definitely um, you've definitely been um, more than anything. I think I mentioned before, like the the fastest part growing part of the business. It's been amazing to see, um, especially with some of the you know more exciting projects like the infrastructure building out. So yeah, I look forward to getting you guys back on. Um, thank you very much for your time, and um, yeah, I think um, 
we'll probably draw the the listeners um, in terms of next steps and things to look at. Um, so we had a, an episode of the pod a few months back where we talked about um, Nitalix international capabilities as a whole. So um, in addition to the managed service element, there's um, there's more that we can do there. So if you're interested in further services and things that we can do for you um, on an international basis, um, I definitely point people in the direction of that, and we'll we'll include a link in the show notes. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, the managed service requirements capture. Um, definitely be um, something that um, we point you in the direction of if what we've talked about today sounds um, like it would be a good fit for you. Um, but yeah, other than that, Lucy, Rob, thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it, fella. Thank you. Good to see you again. <laughs>